Coffee isn't just a drink, it's who you are. We are Little Green Hive, and we're here to serve that perfect cup of coffee made just for you. We're women-owned and locally sourced. Our mission is to provide the best product for our customers, as well as strengthen our community. From fair trade coffees and teas, to breakfast, lunch, and smoothies, we have everything you need to start your day off right. Come visit us in downtown Roanoke, Grandin Village, and now at the Daleville Town Center, Little Green Hive, because coffee is personal. We've all have something to share about what we have been doing during quarantine that we've never done before. Life during the COVID-19 pandemic is unlike anything any of us have lived through before. It's interrupted life in almost every way. In 5, 10, 15, 100 years from now, what will we remember about this time? Some archivists are not waiting for the post-pandemic time frame to find out. If you identify as a Hokie, we would love to have your story. In today's episode of Hometown Stories, a look at stories in the making, a special archives project from Virginia Tech on living history and how it can live on when COVID-19 eventually dies out. Is the lighting okay? Um, is there any way that you could tilt your screen down a little bit? My interview today begins like so many interviews have begun over the last few months. Like that? Right there. That's perfect. Another day, another interview over the video conferencing platform, Zoom. On my screen is Aaron Purcell. I'm director of Special Collections and University Archives at Virginia Tech. And as is the case for most university staff, it's hard to do his job from his living room. Like everyone else, we have been remote working since uh, about spring break, since mid-March. It's been a weird time and an inconvenient one at home since his work in special collections tucked away in one of Tech's main libraries tends to be quite hands-on. People want to schedule appointments in the summer is actually a very popular time. Uh, people traveling, especially going to Florida or, you know, wherever vacation, they swing through Blacksburg and they have boxes that belong to their, someone in their family or whatever it might be. And, you know, we, we meet them and, you know, we shake hands and we can't really do that right now. He says he really hates that it's also prevented he and his team from being able to work together. And that includes the students, some of whom graduated during quarantine. But they're trying to make lemonade out of these lemons in the best way they know how. We wanted to develop a way uh, for us to collect uh, something about what is happening right now. And it is sometimes really difficult to collect in the present. And it may be a trite statement, but you've probably been hearing that, you know, please keep a journal because historians looking back at the, the Spanish flu and you know, 100 years ago, there just aren't a whole lot of records to document that. So there, there's the archival role that we want to collect and document. Uh, and it seemed like, you know, this is something that we could do virtually. It's something he says the archival world was already jumping on and one he knew they could too. So they formed a team made a press release, and made the ask, specifically to students, faculty, staff, alumni, parents, anybody affiliated with the university. And they asked them to submit their COVID-19 experience. 
He's looking for digital submissions, anything like journal entries, stories, audio recordings, photos, videos, art, or anything similar for their digital Hokies at Home collection. If you think about all the different places that Virginia Tech has presence, it's not just in Virginia, it's across the world. So we really wanted to target this as, you know, if you identify as a Hokie, we would love to have your story. And not only that, but archivists on the team have been collecting news stories, press releases, the governor's executive orders, and other official documents to help tell the story of now. I guess I like to say we're doing the official record, but also this community-driven part of the collection. So far, just a few dozen submissions have come in, but they want more. And they're hoping that when students return to campus in the fall, they can capture those experiences in real time. They plan to also work with local community groups and ask faculty to encourage their students to participate. Uh, we've had responses from uh, graduates, people who are graduating, uh, talking about you know what was it like for an online graduation. We had uh, some journal entries from students just trying to reflect on you know what it is like living in Blacksburg at this time. Uh, and then we've had faculty who've contributed. Uh, the one that I, I saw this morning was uh, a professor who was out on his deck doing kind of like a TED talk, you know, wearing his, his uh, you know, academic regalia and tennis shoes. Until the large amount of content comes in, we're spending most of our time working on the official stuff. And at some point, I think there will be the, the gates are going to open. There'll be a whole lot more. Is there a plan in place to maybe make this, um, you know, at some point in time, like a display in one of the libraries themselves? You mean like a physical display? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so right now, because we are still under quarantine or we're in a phase where we're not really back in the building yet, uh, we're only encouraging digital submissions right now. Once we've moved into a, uh, another phase, and probably when students are back on campus, we'll begin to accept what we call analog donations. So there could be physical materials, uh, publications, printed out items, uh, artwork, whatever it might be that they have created during their COVID time, because we've all have something to share about what we have been doing during quarantine that we've never done before. What do you hope that this collection is going to do for the Hokie and the greater community now? And then what do you hope it's going to do for the Hokie community five, 10, 15, 20, 100 years from now? Yeah, and we're, we're always trying to think in that long term, but the initial purpose that was to try to connect people and to try to understand that we're all going through this in the same, but also some different ways. We're trying to document the, you know, the realities, but, you know, looking at it as a way to uh, have more positive memories of this, if, if that is at all possible. And I, I, think, I think there are ways to do that. One of the ways to do it, even for someone who spends a lot of time looking backward, is to look within and ahead at the ways that living history can make a difference. I used to always go to, to Owens to have lunch. I'm not gonna do that anymore. I don't think I can. So to be able to document what it was like during this time, which hopefully will soon pass, is is I think the the idea in the short and the long term as well. We we do like to think generations down the road when we're all no longer here that people will find evidence of this and uh, hopefully can learn something from it. 
Special thanks to Aaron Purcell of Virginia Tech's Archives and Library Special Collections. Hometown Stories is a production of WDBJ7 in Roanoke, Virginia. Our editor is Ben Raquelmi. I'm Leanna Scacchetti. We'll see you next time. Hometown Stories is sponsored by Little Green Hive because coffee is personal. Locations in downtown Roanoke, Daleville, and Grandin.